That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Welcome to Meathead Test Kitchen, where food, fitness, and mental health come to hang out. Nutrition, training, and life. It's all fair game on MTK, Meathead Test Kitchen. Welcome to Meathead Test Kitchen, a podcast where fitness and nutrition come to hang out. I'm Sasha. I'm Sadie. Eventually, you get it right. Yes. I will not tell you how many times that took. (laughs) Anyways, when it comes to leg day, it seems like everyone always has questions all of the time. Yeah. So we thought, why not ask the people what they want to know? I feel like if there is a more mysterious, like, okay, so you know when you go to the bar and there's that mysterious hot person that you want to talk to and you're like, I don't even fucking know what to say to this person. This is leg day. Yeah. Leg day is the hot person at the bar that you're not sure how to approach, but you really want to fuck with. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty much. Life lessons in weightlifting, I guess, but, um, like it's, it's not super difficult. There are some things you do need to know. And, uh, by the end of this episode, hopefully you'll be a fucking whiz when it comes to leg day. Hell yeah. So we asked for your questions over on the clock app and man, did you guys send him some awesome ones? Yeah. Like ones that I hadn't thought of. So thank you for that. Now let's get some ham hocks. Motherfucking leg day mailbag. <laughs> I can't sing, but if I could, it would be a lot more fun. <laughs> so you get my tone deaf bullshit. It's my podcast. Deal with it. <laughs> um, Pam S83 wants to know about lunges. She said, explain proper form on lunges. I feel like a leaning tower of Jenga. So mm. throwback to the hula friends, fucking leaning tower. Jumbling tower is the knockoff name of Jenga when you're in college and you're playing drunk Jenga, by the way. So oh. if you feel like a jumbling tower, not Jenga, cause we don't want to get sued. <laughs> um, they're, they're cool. Lunges are great. Um, I like them a lot. You either love them or you love to hate them. They're really, mm. they're like pushups. They're like pull-ups, mm-hmm. like, like anything in fitness, really. You fucking hate it until you get good at it. And then you're like, oh, I understand and why you make me And you still hate this. it, but you understand why you have to do it. Bulgarian squat squat. Split squats. <laughs> yeah. Like it's the fucking. I really don't like lunges that much either, oh, but I'll do them. Lunges give you necessary. You yep. want legs. Ladies, if you want legs like fucking Carrie Underwood, do your lunges. Mm-hmm. Verified fact. I have asked her what she did to get those stems. And she told me my trainer makes me do a shit ton of lunges. Yep. So if you've ever wondered. There you go. I have asked her myself. That is the answer she gave me. If you want those fucking legs, do your lunges. End of story. They're great. They're compound movements. Um, and we love those around here. Mm-hmm. So they target your hams. They target your glutes. They target your quads all in one movement. The deeper you can get into your lunge, the more it's going to work your quads. So when you hear people talk about the importance of depth in your lunge, this is what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do all sorts of different variations of lunges. There's the walking lunge. There's the, you know, the deficit lunge. There's the curtsy lunge. There's fucking, uh, it's like the squat. There's a million yeah. different variations of a lunge. So let's talk about the most basic version, the static walking forward, coming back lunge. Yes. So you're going to stand with your feet hip width apart. Take a step forward and bend both of your knees, lowering until both of your knees are at a 90 degree angle. Um, we use the Q9090 to remind you of this when you're learning how to do them. So your front leg's going to look like, well, my finger can't do it because fingers don't do that apparently, <laughs> but your front leg's going to be a 90 degree angle and your back leg's also going to be. So you're going to yep. look like 
I can't you literally do it, step forward yeah. and then just lower yourself down. Yeah. You look kind of like this. Yeah. Um, for lack of having, <laughs> if we're going to show this one on TikTok for lack of a model, that's what your legs are going to look like. So you're going to shift your weight forward onto your lead leg. Your knee should be directly above the ankle on that lead leg. So you're one, uh, the leg that's forward. Yes. Basically. Whatever the front leg is, yes. if it's your right leg, or your left leg, it will alternate. Yes. Um, and the weight should be sitting on the heel, not the front of your foot. Yep. If that makes sense. So think about when you put your hand down on a table. Ideally, you want to have, for the best push-off, you want to have your elbow over your wrist and you want to have your palm flat on the floor. It's the same with your foot for a lunge. You want your foot flat on the floor. You want that weight focused on your heel. Let me say that again. You want the weight focused on your heel, not your toes. Yeah. It, one, it feels awkward. Um, like, you'll know when it doesn't feel right. Like, you, like it just feels yeah. weird if you're if it's unbalanced. Um, so, you're then going to push off both or push off on both legs and squeeze your glutes to stand up while stepping forward and or back, depending on if you're doing walking or stationary lunges. And if, if we put this on the TikTok, someone's going to yell at us about putting your weight on your toes and they're going to be like, well, what about this movement or this movement? We are talking about the most basic form of the lunge because people love to fucking argue semantics <laughs> with us on the internet. You're yeah. going to lose that battle, just <laughs> FYI. I'm great at it. Um, things to remember, lunges are a lower body exercise, but mm -hmm. it still requires you to remember and keep a few things in check on the top half yeah. of you while you're building those holiday hams. Um, so first of all, you want to engage your core. Mm -hmm. Make sure you're standing upright. Your shoulders are back, but they're not too far back, but you're also not hunched. You want to have that core engaged. You want to have your lats activated, but not too terribly much just to keep yourself standing straight up. Mm -hmm. Engage your core. Tuck your hips so that your lower back isn't arched and that your pelvis is lined up under your rib cage. So everything's going to stack. This is why we talk about that book, Becoming a Supple Leopard. They explain this really well. If you're first getting into weightlifting and you don't understand physiology or kinesiology, that book, you can find it for $20 on eBay. It's worth the fucking read. Mm -hmm. um, but this is what they teach you. So at the bottom of your lunge, your shin on the front leg is going to be pretty close to perpendicular to the floor. Mm -hmm. Your knee is not going to go over your toes in this variation of the lunge. And your foot is going to be flat on the floor. The weight on your back leg is going to rest on your toes. Now, when we talk about that, that's fine. You're not putting right. any of your actual, there's no stress on the back leg right now. Your back leg is for it's support. helping balance. Yeah. yeah. It's okay to have your toes on. Your toes can be involved on the back leg. That is the exception. Um, the weight on your back leg is going to rest on your toes with your heel off the floor and your shin on the back leg is going to be almost parallel to the floor. So when we talk about 90, 90, that's what, right. that's what you're going for. Yeah. And I can put in something. I'll just. I'll do a lunge and I we'll will put, put it in the in. video. Yeah, we'll put a video in just for sake of ease sometimes because I know explaining it works for some people, but some others need the visual. The visual, cue. So yeah, we'll, for we'll sure. add that as well. Um, if you have stability issues, do stationary lunges while holding on to the side of a squat rack or whatever you have available to you to keep yourself from falling over. Um, there are There's another cue that we're going to give you to kind of help with this because I think that sometimes when you initially start doing lunges, you try to overcomplicate it because you think you need to be in a straight line and that's yep. not what you need to be doing. So that's going to help you build strength in the movement when you're holding on to something while you get used to doing them. And then you'll be able to do lunges unassisted before you know it. Like seriously, 
give it a week or two. See, yeah, it doesn't require a lot. Um, a month at most of unassist or of assisted lunges mm-hmm. is going to give you a the confidence to do an unassisted lunge, but b your body's going to learn how to do the movement and you're going to learn how to do it properly because you're not like leaning or overcompensating. Mm-hmm. It's like using the handles on a treadmill; they're there to make sure you don't fall over, but don't rely on them too terribly much. You still want to put all of the work on your legs when you're doing that assisted lunge. Yeah. Um, one other cue to remember is that you want to be on railroad tracks versus a balance beam. So what do we mean by that? When you do a lunge, your legs are hip width apart Mm -hmm. um, and you're going to go straight for that leg. So like think about rowing a boat. You're going to row one side, then you're going to row the other side Mm -hmm. because that's what keeps you in a straight line, right? Same thing with lunges. Yeah. You're not going to, you don't want to walk towards the middle because then you're going to be pigeon toed. It's going to fuck up where you put your concentration on your legs. It's going to, it's just don't do it. Yeah. I see a lot of, and I used to do this too, which then caused me to think that I was on, like, I just couldn't balance well enough to do lunges is because my, I was trying to like literally put my legs in a line. Yeah. It's not how lunges work. Nope. So if you think about railroad tracks, that'll help you remember to keep your feet hip width apart. Yeah. And once you do walking lunges too, you'll find your own rhythm. Like when I do a walking lunge, I do this little like baby step, like stutter step to reset myself before I do my next one. Mm-hmm. Um, some people can rip off 40 walking lunges and not have to readjust a thing. I can do that too, but if I want to be deliberate about it and I want really, really want to make sure that I'm getting that movement right, I will come back up, reset, do the next leg, come back up, reset. Whatever works for you is totally fine. Yeah. Um, just make sure that you, yeah, give yourself enough room to do your lunges without running into the wall. Because yeah. you are going to take up a little space. Yes, for sure. Um, so I love this question. Um, Cray, at Crayfish with three H's asks, uh, what are the most ineffective leg exercises? And do hip abductor and adductor build glutes? Are they worth doing? Oof. This is a good question. Yes, it's a very good question. It's a complicated question, but it's a good one. Um, so when it comes to the effectiveness of a, of a movement, I think that it's going to really depend on what your goals are. Again, that your mileage may vary situation. Um, some people. Sorry you hate that answer, but that's the answer. <laughs> it really is. Um, some people think that hip thrusts and glute kickbacks are garbage. Um, we like to program them on leg day often because they really helped us grow muscle mass and strengthen legs. And I mean, we are also talking about bodies with ovaries most of the time because all of my clients right now that I train are exclusively, are exclusively the ladies. So what's up, ladies? Um, but... For us, it's really important to really focus on growing muscle mass as women. As we talked to Dr. Sims about, you know, a couple months ago, Mm -hmm. like we introduced cardio into the equation and our muscle gains are gone. Mm -hmm. Um, So I find it necessary for me as someone that has lazy hips and lazy glutes to do hip thrusters, to do glute kickbacks. A, because it helps activate my stupid ass lazy glutes. Mm -hmm. B, it gave me an ass so big I used to knock shit off shelves when I'd walk by. Yeah. I miss that. <laughs> I miss, I, I think I texted you that. Yeah, day. I'm yeah, like, I did. miss having an ass so big that it knocks stuff off when I walk by. Back yes, to squatting. <laughs> Hashtag squats for Sadie, still taking donations. <laughs> um, but really, honestly, what renders any exercise useless is always going to be bad form. Yep. Um, 10 times out of 10, it doesn't matter what the movement is. If your form's not right, you're not going to get the proper benefits most of the time mm-hmm. out of the movement. And it's just going to be shit. Yeah. Um, so as long as you're doing the movement correctly, it's fine. So like we talk about hip thrusts. You see a lot of people overextend on a hip thrust. Mm-hmm. You don't need to you don't need to flare the extension on a hip thrust. Take it to one eight, take it to 180 degrees so that your body is a straight line and drop that shit back down. Yeah. 
You're not doing anything extra to help anything. So you're squeezing that, those glutes yeah. at the top. Squeeze your ass, but don't squeeze your ass so hard that it makes the barbell mm-hmm. pop up over the fucking horizon while you're doing it. Um, yeah. Abductor and adductor work. Let's, let's talk about abductors and adductors. These are two things that I think are overlooked a lot when it comes to people's fitness regimens. Um, nobody likes to get on the machine, especially the ladies at the gym. If you're, if you go to a co-ed gym, you don't want to get on the fucking, on the fucking, you don't have to machine. use a machine. You don't we have touch to on that in a second. We do talk about that. But if you don't want to use the machine or you're paranoid that everyone's going to watch you and like you're, they're going to fixate on your camel toe while you're on the fucking abductor machine, bring a towel, put it over your crotch. Mm-hmm. Um, if your shorts are too short, bring a towel, put it over your crotch. Um, but like do abductor and adductor work. It makes such a big difference if you're lifting, um, mm-hmm. but also if you're a runner because it helps strengthen your hip girdle and it helps strengthen those abductor and adductor muscles that lay in the inside of your legs um, and nobody wants to pull a groin. Mm, no, nope, it's painful. They suck. Um, abductors and adductors work are... Uh, Adductor work, excuse me, are movements that you can do pretty much any day. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to hurt at first um, just because a lot of you, you, they're under, underutilized. I can't fucking yes. talk today, which is fucking fantastic. <laughs> we get paid for words. <laughs> uh, it may hurt at first, though, because um, your legs probably aren't used to do, like moving like that or engaging those particular muscles. So drop the weight and take it slow at first. Yeah. Um, honestly, the first time you do abductors and adductors, put the one plate on there. And if that feels too heavy, drop it and just go really slow with an empty sled. That's all you have to do. Mm. Um, really focus and make sure that your heels are down flat and that you're really getting that push through the inside of your thigh and not on the hip, like not on your hip girdle up here. You don't want it on the, the joint. You want it on the inside of your leg. Um, don't forget, you can do abductor and adductor work without a machine. Um, don't sleep on lunges, step ups, banded clamshells, et cetera, which does bring us to our next point. Um, yeah, the, the, <laughs> the idea, yes, the notion <laughs> of good or bad in fitness isn't something, as you know, if you've listened to this podcast before that we strive for. So there are more optimal movements that you can do depending again on what your goals are. Yes. Uh, squats, any variation, including Bulgarian split squats, any variation of squat is going to be beneficial yeah. to your fitness. Um, I'm going to giggle every time we talk about Bulgarian squit, <laughs> split squats. The Anthony fucking Kiedis. <laughs> From now on forever. Of fitness. But Anytime there- I'm having a bad day, I watch that clip and it makes me giggle. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Ugh. um, which sucks because like Bulgarian split squats are like necessary, they are. but Anthony Kiedis is not. <laughs> um, <laughs> Facts. De- Facts. Romanian deadlifts, um, lunges, walking, lateral, front, reverse, etc. Any variation of the lunge is going to be beneficial when we're talking about leg days because that's what this whole episode is about, right? Mm-hmm. Deadlifts, single sumo, single leg, excuse me, sing, uh, sumo, conventional, step ups, the list goes on. Yeah, at the end of the day, movement's movement, and movement is a good thing. Mm. Um, so once you have your goals laid out, figure out what movements you want to plug in to get yourself there and uh, figure out what's optimal for you. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I have one client that really loves weighted step-ups. I have another client that did them one week, and they're like, these suck. My knees don't like this. Please, no more. And I'm like, yeah, yeah cool. Got, I had to try them. Sorry, had yep. to try them. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to being being a personal trainer client. Sometimes we throw spaghetti at the wall to see if it sticks. And mm. sometimes it's like, hey, that spaghetti was garbage. Don't fucking throw that at me again. 
<laughs> right. I'm over it. Please stop. No mas, por favor. Um, so we talked about um, doing banded clamshells and, you know, abductor, adductor work without a machine. So this is where we're going to talk a little more about it. Jen underscore me to ask, what about the use of resistance bands? Not like putting them around your knees and doing sidesteps, but actually using them for functional fitness, like warm up, strength training, corrective exercises. This is another really great fucking yes, question. I um, love this question. Y'all ask great questions. Yeah, you really Thank do. You. Thank you for not being idiots. <laughs> And there Love are, you. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. Yes. Um, Appreciate you. And there are so many things that you can do besides step-ups when it comes to leg day. Um, excuse me. You're right. I did that backwards. Um, there are so... No, it's fine. There are so many things that you can do besides sidesteps when it comes to a leg day or using bands. So let's talk about the hip circle first or, you know, the bands that go... The circular bands. Uh, remember that... Uh, adductors and abductors, you can work those with banded clamshells. Like we mentioned, you can work your glutes by doing blanded, banded glute kickbacks, uh, doing hip thrusts and squats with a hip circle adds an extra layer of difficulty because it's forcing you to push out against that band in order to keep your form um, correct while you're doing the movement. Yeah. So let's talk about corrective exercises for a minute. If you have a problem with your knees traveling in on a squat, mm. uh, get a hip circle. Put that thing on between where your quad sweep is and above your kneecap. That's where that thing should sit, um, give or take an inch or two, depending on your build. But put that on, and you don't even have to do squats with a barbell. You can do squats mm. with a barbell if you're up to that already. But if you are just learning how to do an air squat and your knees keep caving in when you go to stand back up, get a hip circle. You can get a pack of like the the broccoli rubber band ones. For, it's like a five pack for 10 or 12 bucks on mm -hmm. Amazon. They're in our store. Um, check out the Amazon store for all that shit that we use and talk about on the show. Um, but you can, you can use that and it's really, really, really effective. It's sneaky effective. Like it's fucking stupid how effective and simple it really is. Mm -hmm. Um, all it does is you take your knees and it forces you to hold your knees out straight so that you don't lose slack in that band. Because if you lose slack in the band, the band's going to fall down and you failed the exercise, right? So keep it, keep it tight. And you will stand back up. And that is the easiest way to fix your squat form if your knees are caving in. Mm -hmm. um, you can, we could get into fucking, we'll have to do an entire episode about corrective exercises. Or yeah. maybe we'll do like a YouTube series or something about them because it's a lot of visual stuff. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, you can do a shit ton, a shit ton with hip circles. Yeah. Uh, so you can use the assisted pull-up bands for leg day, um, like seated leg extensions or seated or lying leg curls. Um, as far as warm-up goes... Um, I like to do leg swings with a pull-up band. Um, it helps quite a bit, adds some tension, um, really gets your, your legs warm. Um, and you, if you have the ones with the handles attached, you have options there too. You can use those for squat work and lying leg work also. Yeah, you can do kind of um, an inverted bear crawl. You lie mm -hmm. on your back and you put the handles around your feet and then you grab the band in two other spots and you, you just kind of work it that way. Mm -hmm. um, you can look that up. I think it's just called like a banded bear crawl. Yeah. Um, but like dumbbells, there are a ton of things that you can do with with barbells that you can do with the band. Right. Um, it can be a really great warm-up to your leg day. Like Sasha said, we mm. love banded leg swings. I get the heaviest pull-up band I have, and I wrap that fucker around the bottom. I loop it around the bottom of my foot, and then you take all the slack, and you pull it super tight so that you've got a bunch of extra shit up here, and you hold it at about crotch height. And you lay on the ground, and you do your side swings, and then you do your up and down, your forward and back swings. You can stand up and do it too if you are a little bit more balanced inclined than some of the rest of us. Mm. But I fall down a lot. So <laughs> I do those on the floor. Um, but yeah, you can you can wrap that around your squat rack or your bench or whatever you have and then loop that other part of the band around your foot to do the leg extensions. 
You can do the same with the curls. There's basically a workaround for anything you can think of as far as a barbell or a dumbbell movement goes that you can do with bands. You might have to have an assortment of bands, but you can totally get a great workout in with just rubber bands. Mm -hmm. For sure. Um, You could do banded good mornings, uh, Mm -hmm. banded deadlifts, squat press outs, doing all of these movements can warm your legs up really well in preparation for the stress you're about to go under. Mm -hmm. The press outs. I love squat press outs. They're a great compound movement that will get your entire body warm. You got a big push pull leg day coming up, do some squat press outs. Yeah. Four rounds of 10 of them. Thank us later. Yeah, seriously. Um, Other things you can do, banded glute bridges can help uh, warm up your hips. Um, If you need to warm up your hip flexors, do some banded monster walks. Bonus, this movement also targets your quads. (gasps) Boy, does it. Um, So if you, (laughs) yes, really. So how to do these, you're going to place your band below your knees, like just above your ankles. Um, Your feet should be hip width apart. So then you're going to lower into a squat position. You're going to have your chest raised, hold your hands behind your back and step forward in like a skating motion. So you're kind of like, if you think of uh, how your feet move for like a a skater lunge, it's not quite that drastic, but you're kind of going to sweep your foot in and then sweep it back out and then take your other foot and sweep it in and sweep it back out. These are fucking killer, but you can do them banded and it makes it even worse. Oh, (laughs) AKA duck walks. Yes. They're They are, um, they're not for the faint of heart. If you've never done them before, do them without the band first to get used to the movement because it's kind of awkward. It is awkward. Um, it's going to feel weird. You're going to feel like you're doing it wrong, but you're good. Um, as long as you watch a really good video and there are plenty of those resources, Mm -hmm. we'll, we'll make our own soon. We promise. We just haven't gotten that far yet. Um, and don't forget about banded fire hydrants. They, they help increase your hip adductor strength and your glutes. Uh, uh, nothing like impersonating a dog pissing on a fire hydrant at the gym, right? Right. It's that, the best. Seriously. <laughs> it's the best. I like to do those at home. Yes. Uh, that's just my preference. But literally, like this list could go on for a very long time, especially mm-hmm. for leg day, any, anything that you're doing. But specifically on leg day, there's so much stuff you could do with a band. Um, bands are super great for building stability, strength, and m- mobility in a major way, which typically will translate to more gains over time. If you want to learn how to overhead squat, Get a long mm-hmm. band and just hold that shit over your head and just start doing air squats. Mm-hmm. That's how you learn to overhead squat. Yep. Um, and that's a really good squat variation to just throw into your regular body weight workout. If you just do body weight stuff, put a banded overhead squat in. Fucking your abs are going to hurt like a bitch the next day. Yeah. Yeah, for real. I mean, literally, like as far as the, the functional fitness part of that question, I mean, you can do anything mm-hmm. with a band that you could do with a dumbbell or, or a barbell, which is why we put that in there. Yeah. Um, there, I mean, you could throw a band on, you know, a squat rack, pull up bar, whatever. And, um, you know, just warm up your hips that way by having it around, taking a step back, you're in a lunge position, basically have it around that front leg. Mm-hmm. That hurts. <laughs> I, I do. I do glute kickbacks and leg swings that way as well. Sometimes, mm-hmm. um, I got the ones that have the shackles on them. I have like five different types of fucking resistance band in our gym, but I really like the ones that are the rubber bands, but they're coated in fabric. And then they've got the little clippy on the end where you can put like a wrist or an arm cuff. And those are great for doing mm-hmm. glute kickbacks at home too. You can literally do glute kickbacks anywhere. As long as you have something you can Velcro the other side of that mm-hmm. fucking band too. Yeah. Versatility, <laughs> motherfuckers. We love it here at Meathead Test Kitchen. All right, we're on to our last question of this here leg day mailbag. Another banger. Iowa State 80 says, Cyclone fan, I still mm. like you. Thank you for listening to our podcast, even though you're a Cyclone fan. 
go Hawkeyes. Can you talk about leg day and the intensity that it actually takes to grow your legs? I think people think you can go light and easy on leg day. Another one of those. Yeah. Here's the answer. However, yes, very much. Your mileage, your mileage will vary. Um, everybody has different goals in the gym. So it takes high and low intensity movements to grow your legs, but you are going to have to be strategic about that. Obviously, just like any other part of this journey. Sorry to have a broad brush answer, but <laughs> that's how it be sometimes. Yep. If you want to grow your legs, you're going to have to move some weight. End of story. But that's going to look different depending on what your goals are. It Weird. sure is. So remember that the best way to get growth, if that's what you're seeking, is time under tension and progressive <gasps> overload. So that needs to go on the bingo card. It does. I feel like we say that a lot. Progressive, progressive yeah. overload. <laughs> time under tension. Time under tension. God. Come on. Motherfuck. If things are feeling too easy and you want to change it up, you can always do some of the following things to make your workouts a little more difficult without blowing up your entire training plan because that's what you pay your coach for mm -hmm. to plan your workouts for you. Exactly. However, you can add in drop sets. Oof. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so drop sets are basically like you quickly reduce the weight by around 25% once you've reached muscle failure. And then you continue on with your sets. These seem to fit in best after your working sets. So yeah, go through your working sets. If you don't feel like you pushed yourself hard enough, drop the weight by 25% and keep going. Or they're a good finisher on the end yeah. of a workout. Like if I've got somebody doing like deadlifts at 80 to 90%, I'll give them like a four or five rep count, three or four sets. But after mm -hmm. that, guess what? Yeah, you had some heavy, heavy deadlifts, but your legs didn't do really a whole lot of movement in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, you pushed some weight, but you still got to get those reps in. Yeah. Enter the drop set. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have done hundred count leg extension and leg curl drop sets before in my weightlifting career. And let me tell you, nothing makes you think that God is real. Do you want and to when have you start fucking when you're wiggly worms yeah. for legs? Fucking rep fifty, and you've got seven plates left to go through before you're done with the stack, cabron. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Death. Yeah. So Death. all of the swear words. Yes. All the time, and you don't have to go quite that hard. No. But if you're not feeling challenged, add in some drop sets. Yeah. But if you want to go hardcore because you're equipped to go hardcore, throw a fucking hella drop yeah. set in at the end of it. Yeah. One drop set of 100 is all you need. Yeah. Just like like Tenacious D says, like cock push-ups. All you need is one. Cock push-ups and drop sets. I don't Never, know what you're talking you about. You know what Tenacious what? I know what Tenacious D is. Have you not heard the first album? There's I haven't listened to Tenacious, a Tenacious D. <sighs> Sorry. What? My husband doesn't like say anything and my business partner doesn't know cock push-ups. Sorry. The world I'm living in. It's okay. <laughs> Tenacious D is one of those weird things that either you know all about it or you're like, what? Yeah. Like I've heard like two songs. Yeah. Maybe. Not Tribute. It's it's on the album with Tribute, but I it's don't. not that one song that we played on the radio when I, we worked at the River in college. I didn't work on the radio <laughs> oh. station either. Well, I did. Damn it. I just anyway. did sports updates. Fine. They didn't make you. They they used to make sports kids have radio shifts when I was when I was there for a moment, and they fucking hated it. They're like, "Why am I talking about music? I want to fucking film sports." Like, I don't know, yeah. man. They're telling you to do the things, so do the thing. Do your bitch work. Partial reps when you do as many full rain. Mm. See. It's one of those fucking, I blame it on the, the, one, I'm fucking fried. And two, I blame it on the weather. I'm literally fried. Like I'm thinking about going home after we record because I mentally am just fried. I'm going to try that again. Okay. <laughs>
partial reps when you do as many full range reps as you can, but then you do a few more partials either above or below your sticking point. So, Mm. um, when you see people do like the top half of a lunge or the bottom half of a lunge, that's great. Um, Mm -hmm. I will put partial reps in my workouts. Sometimes if I have you do barbell curls, um, like seven, 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 kind of the same thing. You do the bottom half of the lunge, you do the top half of the lunge, then you do the full lunge. Mm -hmm. By the time you finish that seventh full lunge, your legs are on fire. Yep. Um, I think about that a lot with squats. I know people want to fucking fight all the time on the fucking internet about how people are doing their squats. One, stop fucking commenting on shit if you don't know what a person's goal is. Um, and two, especially when it, like especially when it fucking comes to squats, if somebody's only you know doing a partial rep, maybe they're training specifically for something. Remember, you do partial reps on the leg press. That's no fucking different than doing a partial rep on a squat. End of story. Fucking going to put that discussion to rest. If someone's not asking you for a form check, don't fucking dish one out. Yeah. Again, hi, welcome. Mind your own fucking business on the internet. And if you take that as an excuse to fucking razz somebody because they made a choice, you're a dick. Yeah, it's it's dumb. They could be doing partial reps to end their leg day. Yeah. And that's what they are happening you to post. No you have no fucking context <laughs> around the situation but other than the useful. 30 seconds they put. Yeah. Right. They're super useful. They are. Another thing that you can do to trick yourself into thinking that your workout is more difficult, even when you're not changing it, is to reduce your rest time to increase your training intensity. Mm-hmm. Instead so, of two minutes... Take four or take four. Take four. Take one. Just Just, leave. Just go home. Fuck it. Fuck leg day. Who needs legs? (laughs) Instead of two minutes, take a one minute break or even 30 seconds. You're going to get tired real quick. You will. You will. Um, And that is something that I like to tell people a lot. They're like, well, I don't feel like I'm being challenged. My first question is, how long are you taking between sets? Mm -hmm. Um, I'm known when I go to the gym and I am at peak form, I am known to take 30 to 15 seconds between sets Mm -hmm. and fucking get back to it because that's how I know I keep it difficult for me. Right. That's not the answer for everyone else. But for me, that's the shit that works really well. So Mm -hmm. that's what I roll with. Yeah. I'm well, and I sometimes like I'm, I get anxious. Like I'm really excited to go to the next I'm, I'm weird the next set. So sometimes I don't Except take long when enough. It's split squats. Fuck. <laughs> then I'm taking as much time as humanly possible. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, fucking really? Do I have, really have three more sets of this? Uh. Anyway, uh, we kind of talked about intensity in, in a couple of episodes back on push it, push it good. Um, yeah. You, yeah. Push. You know yourself best, so if you're easily making it through each workout and breezing through every single set, you probably aren't pushing yourself hard enough. Yeah, that's a pretty good sign that you're kind of, not that you're dogging it, that you're not yeah. doing the work, but you're kind you of could be pushing it harder. Yeah. Uh, the goal is to challenge yourself and not let your mental take over. So I, a lot of times, especially when it comes to squats, um, sometimes my, my ribs still hurt me a little bit. So I will just literally, I get under the bar, I get set. And then I'm like, this is lightweight. It's fucking lightweight. And that on it, that helps me. Um, you know, it helps me with deadlifts. It helps me with a lot of stuff. If I just don't focus on how heavy I perceive something is going to be, it's a lot easier for me to make it through those sets. You do your training. If you follow your plan, there's a reason that it's stacked the way that it is. You should be able to lift that fucking barbell. Mm Mm-hmm. You should be able to lift that barbell now unless... Or whatever weight's prescribed. Yeah, or whatever weight's prescribed. Trust the process. You know, we've said it a million times. I know you heard another fucking million thousand people. Million thousand, that's a fucking... That's a thing. Mm It's a quantity. It is. Um, It's how many fucking fitness influencers are out on the internet that are telling you bullshit. Like, 
peanut butter is bad for you because it's got bug parts in it and all the other Great. garbage. Yeah. Hi, welcome to agriculture. Your fuck. food is grown in the dirt. Where do you think you know bugs spiders a live? year you swallow? Why are you giving a shit about if there's bugs in your At food? At least Unless 10. Maggots, is, like... is it seven to 10 spiders that you swallow a yes. year? I sleep with my mouth open, so probably more. I'm yeah. yet to find a spider leg in my teeth though. So like if it, if it's something's rotted, if it has maggots in it, yeah, don't eat that. Yeah. But I mean, but, like if you get lettuce and there's a fucking bug in it, hi. Wash it. Wash your lettuce. This is why you this is why they tell you to wash your food. But yeah. yeah um there there are a like certain number of bug parts per million that can be included in certain foods because of agriculture. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, welcome. You're eating bugs in your sleep and in your peanut butter. Yeah. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Love you. Now I just Happy made birthday. you fucking question everything. <laughs> welcome to growing up in an agricultural community where you literally see how the sausage is made. <laughs> um, You're welcome. But now that we've cleared a few things up for you about leg days, grow them gams, fam. That's an old school word, but the 20s are back, so mm. I'm fucking reviving it. Um, if you have mm. any questions, hit us up. Hello at MeatheadTestKitchen.com. You can catch us on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Meathead Test Kitchen, the cesspool that is fucking Twitter at MTK staff. <laughs> um, we're slinging hot and fresh gains at MeatheadAthletics.com as well. Sign up for personal training and nutrition coaching with Sadie, or you can grab your own copy of Bulletproof, Harder to Kill, or Foundations. Yes, and we will have a new program coming soon if you are a runner. Um, I'm working on the strength portion of that before I Mm. hand it over to Sasha for the running portion, but it's going to be called Momentum, and it is coming soon, whenever that is. Before or after the cookbook? Who fucking knows? We'll Mm. see. But um, show notes, merch, and meal prepping resources are all waiting for you at meatheadtestkitchen.com. Like I said earlier, check out our Amazon store, we update it semi-often um, when we talk about products that we use in our gyms or when we work out. Um, odds are pretty good that you can find them on our Amazon store. Mm. Um, kitchen gadgets, all sorts of shit. Like yeah. my favorite fucking coffee grinder, I think, is <laughs> in the Amazon store. Cause fuck Anything it. we use, whatever. Yeah. Um, so we hope your week is fucking awesome. Please be nice to somebody, everybody, whatever. <sighs> it's fucking free. It doesn't cost you anything. It, it, you don't know what other people are going through. It might put a smile on their face. And yours. Yeah. Which is just as important. Mm-hmm. Meathead Test Kitchen. Out. Out. Join Sadie and Sasha every Monday, helping to make your fitness and nutrition journey suck less. MTK. A Huda Media Production.